Hello all, and welcome to Brewing with Jim, hosted by Jim Brewington. Jim is a pastor and a teacher, and has served in these roles for the past 45 years. He has worked in small churches and megachurches, primarily as a teacher serving both the hearing and the deaf population. We have surveyed the students here at CVCS and do our best to create a genuine conversation around the talking points the students want to know most about. Thank you all for listening and taking time to brew on Life's Questions with Jim. Hello all and welcome to Brewing with Jim. I am your producer, Grady Sanchez, and as always, we have Jim. How are you doing today, Jim? I'm good, Grady. How are you doing? Doing well. Glad to be here. Hello, everybody. Yes, thank you all for listening to the show today. We have a good one. In our realm, we have students getting acceptance letters into college, and a lot of them have multiple decisions to make. They have what college do they want to go to, what is their major, which one do they want to choose. So today, we're going to start off with Jim. What was your experience like in college? Which one? Um, Well... I, uh, on the night of graduation from high school, I had the blessing of a friendship of of a couple of people who were really close. And the idea, because I grew up in the town uh, that houses, not houses, that where the location is that of Texas Tech University, uh, Lubbock, Texas, I uh, was to go to registration and school the next morning uh, in June. And I went out to the car because my friend came by to pick me up. And I decided on the way to the car, I don't want to go to college. And I told him that. And he got out of the car and walked around to the passenger side door, opened it, and pushed me in and said, we're going. (laughs) I said, okay. We got in, and I went to Texas Tech University for four years where I studied um, psychology and was required to get a minor, and the minor was in English, but I worked the whole time. I didn't have to, I loved it. And I worked 40 hours a week, sometimes up to 80 hours a week on two exceptions. And I took a full course at Texas Tech University. Um, I was not a good student. Well, I was a good student because I loved learning, but I didn't, study enough to prove that I knew what I was supposed to know because I was working all the time. One semester, I got on the dean's honor list, and I have no idea how that happened. But I had to limit myself to 12 units, and I did that. Then I transferred. uh, When I received the bachelor's in psychology, I transferred to the University of Iowa, and that was not a noble uh, educational goal for me. I just didn't want to go to Vietnam. And if we, uh, at the time, we knew what our draft number was at Selective Service. We knew our draft number, and they would publish in the newspapers what draft numbers were coming up. And mine was coming up. And if you get drafted, then you were drafted into the Army, and you knew you were probably going to go to the front line in Vietnam, and I didn't want to do that. So uh, I went to the University of Iowa, because if you stayed in college, you didn't have to go uh, to the draft at that time. 
So I got another major, uh, bachelor's, if you will, at the University of Iowa in criminology, and I loved it. And I wanted to become a criminologist, and I wanted to go to the, uh, I wanted to go to the police department, Chicago, and completely revise it. I wanted to go to Congress and redo the whole criminal justice system. These are all idealistic uh, I, things that people think about when they're in college. My social life in college was very limited because I was working so much and because I had to study. Oh, I also decided I'm not taking any Saturday classes, and I'm not taking any classes that start at 8 o'clock in the morning. I don't care if I need them for my degree or not. Stupid decision, but it was a decision I made. I had several discoveries about myself in college, and one of those discoveries is I like to learn. I enjoyed learning, but I learned more than just content. I learned how to think in a sophomoric way. I wasn't very good at it, and I learned that is critical thinking, and I learned... Uh, how to enjoy reading and analyzing and logical thinking. Uh, that was taught to me, but I leaned forward into all of that and uh, enjoyed it and drank it in. Uh, that was my college experience. I went to a couple of uh, schools in the Navy, and then uh, I became an educational interpreter as a part-time job but I sat in college classrooms with deaf students and interpreted for them in a two-year college for almost 20 years or a little over 20 years. I added up my college years one time, including those. I have 35 years of college. I thought, this is uh, excessive. But that was my college experience, essentially. Mm -hmm. What about you? Yeah, my college uh, was primarily focused in athletics. So in high school, I went to Capital Valley High, and uh, my whole big push was go get an athletic scholarship. I was talented in baseball, so that was my big push. So when I was trying to decide which colleges to look at, it was more like which colleges are looking at me, and then I can choose from the ones that are looking at me. Uh, I had a few options. Um, I ended up going with the University of California, San Diego, my dream school was always in Texas when I was growing up in high school. Texas, just big baseball, big atmosphere. But then when I got down to Which it, school in Texas? Rice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Big Ten. Yeah, Rice. Then, and, at the time, it was called the Big Ten. Yeah, Rice and TCU were my, my top two uh, dream schools. And then when it got down to it, I was like, I don't know if I can go much further than home. And I don't really know if you I mean can... You mean away from home? Away from home. Okay. And I don't know if I can live in the snow <laughs> or live where it's cold or live where it's humid. I realized I can't do humidity. And so San Diego was not a far cry from Orange County. I could take the train. It's 45 <laughs> minutes. Very easy. Um, I, majored, I majored in management science and my minor was in music, more like music appreciation because I'm still learning the piano right now. It's very basic, <laughs> more like chopsticks than anything. And <laughs> my big push in college was I'm, I'm here for baseball. I am here to play baseball. That is my idea. And then, but when I was going through the application processes, 
I had a 4.0 in high school, but I want to get to a college that's better than what I could get into with my grades. Did you see the value of education? I mean, did you understand or even think about the value of education, or was it just this is a, a platform for baseball? This is a platform for baseball. Okay. Yeah. And when we were talking about learning and what college actually provided me was – I went to a big school with 300 kids in an auditorium. The teacher wrote the textbook. She would just put her PowerPoint slides on the screen, read it, and then that was it. There was no real engagement. There was no further thought. It was show up to class, and, and I'm just going to regurgitate this textbook. And so I took it upon myself to just read the textbook, and if I made my 8 a.m. class or not was, was up to and me at that point. And the factoids back <laughs> yeah. to the teacher on the test. Yeah, so it was just a continuation of like playing that game of school. Yes. And then when I got down to it, what I learned through college was I learned how to teach myself. I learned how to just go the extra mile. Why do I need to sit in a lecture for somebody to just spit things at me when I could just read the textbook? Did you have an appetite then of teaching yourself, of self-learning? Yes. There's a big word for that, you know. It's called autodidactic Autodidactic, yes. yes, it is. And uh-huh. Yeah, self-learning was very big for me. I started that in high school, and that's kind of where I got my first push to be a teacher. And creating autodidacts is kind of one of my focus in my is in my classroom is here's an idea. I want you to productively struggle through this idea, start creating, start learning how to take that next step. Don't just rely on somebody else to do the thinking for you, but pursue that idea, pursue that task and find ways, find new creative ways to do it. And now that I'm a teacher, like when I graduated from college, all I knew was math and baseball. So what better place <laughs> to exhibit those skills was There's math a lot of and math baseball. in baseball. I mean, what that is the statistic? Everything is a statistic in baseball. Yeah. And so here I am, CVCS, loving my job every single day and teaching a, and growing autodidacts, growing those self-learners and, and planting that seed and trying to nourish that seed. Um, nurture that seed in my classroom. So Good for you. it's a you whole lot of fun. You touched my mind with what you said. Uh, what are some of the questions that we received from um, students here? Yes, this is a hot topic from the students. Um, let's just start off with what are some of the benefits that you think college provides a, a person? I think one of the major benefits of going to college is to learn to think. Critical thinking. Math will do that for you. English grammar will do that for you. Vocabulary study does that. History will provide opportunities, hopefully, to uh, critically think. Politics, political science. What course doesn't uh, help somebody learn to think and analyze thoughts and understand what is being said? That, to me, is one of the majors. The other major uh, advantage of going to school is learning to have refined language, be able to communicate what you're saying to someone else so they can clearly understand it. There are two reasons uh, in my mind to have refined language. One is for clarity. So the other person who hopefully has refined language too and can understand the subtleties of what you're saying grammatically, syntactically, uh, and so forth, Clarity so that they can understand what you're talking about. You know, when God confused the languages at Babel uh, because people were uh, building a tower to try to get closer to God uh, because he's up there and they're building this tower and that became idolatry, God confused the languages. And he did a beautiful job. Uh, There are married people 
and I'm one of them, who with their spouse speak the same language and don't understand each other. So the languages are really confused. Clarity of language is uh, one of the reasons that refined language is important, and the other one is credibility. Right or wrong, and it's probably wrong, the credibility, the believability of the message depends a great deal upon the believability of the messenger. If the messenger sounds uneducated, if the language is not clear, not refined, not uh, skilled, people have a tendency to say, I, I think this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm not sure he, I should believe what he's saying. If the language is articulate and skilled and fluent and processed uh, and refined in such a way that clarity is there, the recipient, the person listening, can easily, more easily, I believe he knows what he's talking about because he sounds like he knows what he's talking about. Yes, and just recently I was mentoring a student and in my previous life before teaching, I was in the fire <laughs> academy training to be a firefighter. My dad is a Were firefighter. You? And uh, so that was my pursuit kind of shortly after college. And so I was one of the students here wants to be a firefighter. And he said, do I go into the fire science program at a junior college or do I go into a degree, but I have an opportunity to play football? And I told him, and my dad was there too, mentoring the student. And we said, go play football and go get a four-year degree because that is going to set you apart from all the other applicants that are firefighters. A firefighter doesn't need a college diploma. Right. But the way that things are moving when you want to work up in upper management in the fire department or even public service or police is that if you want to make those promotional reaches, you are going to need some sort of higher education, a bachelor's degree. And then what I thought was kind of meaningless in – my interviews at the first take, like, hey, I have a bachelor's. That separates me from a lot of upper other applicants and from a top 30 university in the nation. But what that degree shows, much like the credibility, yes. is that you're able to complete something. Yes. That college, you're 18, you're now an adult, you're leaving home, you're going somewhere else where you're, you're not under the umbrella, you're not leashed to your parents, your parents aren't driving you places. Now you have to make every decision for yourself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You can go out and party. You can go out and not study. You can show, you can not show up to class. You can be late. You can do whatever your heart's desire is, but there's a price tag to it. Yes, always. And you have that credibility of like, hey, I learned this idea, but also I finished it. It's showing something that you can start something and complete So you're it. saying that college helps uh, develop discipline. Discipline and that ability to complete something, and it comes with that price tag. So there's an onus. If you fail a class, that $10,000 class that you just failed, got to do it again. <laughs> there goes yeah. another $10,000. And in my finance class, we're learning how interest works, and those student loans are going to get you, and they never default. Mm -hmm. they, you have to pay those things forever. Mm -hmm. And so with that weight, what are you doing to minimize those burdens? What are you doing to complete that goal and be able to repay back those loans and make those adult decisions? It's, it's the beginning of adulthood. So in that application process of those jobs that don't require one, yes. It looks good. It separates you from the rest of the people. It does. Yeah. It does. Although I will say in the same, uh, at the same time that going to college is not for everybody. 
because the classroom is not one size fits all for education. I would agree. Uh, there are people who uh, go to trade schools mm -hmm. and they do very well as measured by enjoyment of uh, career and financially. I looked up uh, recently careers that do not require college education. And I found, uh, if anybody listening wants to just search the internet for that, a million uh, websites come up about careers. But some of them, um, I, I actually made a copy uh, of those in California that are available, jobs that are available, careers that are available in California. Uh, let me just- And then as you're searching, um when you are looking for college, if that's that's what you're thinking about doing, what you want totally depends on that. If you want to go trade school, trade school. Junior college, you don't. You're kind of like undecided. Junior college. If you don't want to do college at all, great. My dad didn't go to college. My father-in-law, who's a super successful business person, didn't go to college. There's my mom took 27 years to finish her college. Right. <laughs> and, right. And so college, that degree doesn't necessarily define you. So you have to make that decision That's for yourself. True. And one and of many the many people change careers during their life. Oh, yeah. And then one of the points to those non-degree jobs, we just bought the game of life for my kids and the jobs have changed. What is that? The, the game of life, like you spin the dial and you work around, you retire. Oh, you so it's like a board game? Yeah, it's a board game. Okay. And the old jobs that don't require a degree have changed. They're now like app designers, they're videographers, yes. they're photographers. Yes. They're, and those jobs that inside of the board game has been modernized to today's mm -hmm. non-degree jobs. Real estate like agent. YouTube person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like literally they took the old ones that were probably a real estate person who just needed a license. They have replaced it with YouTuber. And oh my gosh, or video influencer, or yes. something more general than that. Well, so, somebody has to change the tires on the 747, and you don't just watch a YouTube and then go in and apply for that job because you don't have the college doesn't mean you don't need the training. Mm -hmm. And I interpreted a class one time at uh, air mechanics school, and I thought as I was interpreting, this is fabulous, these people make six figures when they are working on airplanes. Somebody has to really know what they're doing. That job does not require college. It requires training. And there are many others. I have a list here, and I'm yeah. not going to read the list, but um, pilot is another one. Commercial airline pilot, they do well financially and benefits very nice. They don't have to have a college education to do that. Heating and air conditioning HVAC. mechanics. Mm -hmm. Whoa, HVAC mm -hmm. people, they make a lot of money. HVAC, plumbers, electricians, all the trades. I worked in plumbing too. As I was trying to be a firefighter, I worked in construction and I was a plumber. My family was plumbing. And if you have your own business, you do, your, you do the right job and you're honorable and you do such, you can make hand over fist. My son <laughs> decided he wanted to do plumbing. I don't know exactly what went through his mind in making that decision. Maybe it was just opportune at the time and there were positions available. He learned how to do that uh, by going to a bookstore and buying a book on household plumbing. I remember his reading that. He became very, very good at what he's doing. He is now uh, supervising other people with uh, commercial plumbing and construction. He's doing very, very well financially, never went to college. And he's happy and he enjoys what he does. 
and his relationships are good. So there is all of that. You can go to almost any college. Uh, well, let's talk. Can and we talk that, about that? That, beg, that begs a question in itself is uh, if you're looking for your college major and let's say you want to be an entrepreneur, let's say you want to be a business person, should, yes. should you look at being a business major or should you look at the field of study in which you want to do business? That's debatable, but I have an opinion and it's strong, and that is don't go to uh, school and get an MBA. Don't learn how to run a business. Learn how to run your business. The, the ins and outs of whatever product you produce or whatever service you offer to other people, you can hire people to keep the books. You can hire people to uh, do the profit and loss statements and the balance sheets. Management, yes, that does require skill, but you can learn that autodidactically. Uh, that I would not I would not study business I would study my business and uh, that comes from my having been in business I did that for a long time how do you pick a college though people are asking me which college is a good college which college isn't and let me just make these remarks your schooling and your education are not the same thing you can have either one without the other pause while we think about that, okay? Your schooling is up to your school. Your education is up to you. I provide schooling for my students, but I don't really provide education for my students. They are in charge of their own education. If you are a fervent student about learning and becoming educated, you can drink in the teaching you can learn research, study the information you want to master, seek the out-of-class help that you need, and take charge of your learning. Become greedy for knowledge. You said you did that. I have done that too. And wisdom. It's possible to have a good education and not have any wisdom. Wisdom often shows up with age, but age sometimes shows up all by itself <laughs> and there is no wisdom there and make friends with people who are like that who are lifelong learners who are ongoing continuing learners for some the college experience is beer and sex and fraternities for others it's just a place to stop just a port on your journey to become uh, a lifelong learner and inquiring. When you have curiosities that pop up in your mind, look them up and get an answer for them. It's so much easier now for people to do that. All they have to do is ask the electronic device that's sitting right next to them, get on their phone, uh, search on the internet something. We didn't have that when I was in college. We had to go to the library and open up books and surround semicircle on a table all the books that and the encyclopedias and try to find answers that way. Now research is a whole different uh, ball game. For either group though, the choice of the college I think makes little difference unless you want to start a law firm on Fifth Avenue or then you need to go to Harvard Law School. That would help a lot. Uh, did I tell you that I was in Harvard Law? 
Debbie and I were on the campus at Harvard once. I went into Harvard Law to use the men's room. Yeah. I wasn't in that law. Yeah, we were at Harvard Medical, too. <laughs> <laughs> we were in the Harvard Med School, too. And, and Harvard tour. Divinity. That's right. Yeah. When I was in Harvard Law, <laughs> I, uh, I walked down the hall that is the main hall after you enter the, the building. On the right side of the wall and the left side of the wall are bigger-than-life-size oil paintings of all the justices of the Supreme Court who have graduated from Harvard Law. And it goes on and on and on. It might be important to go to Harvard Law if you want to open a law firm on Fifth Avenue. If you um, want to be chief of neurology or neurosurgery at Johns Hopkins, yeah, maybe law, uh, maybe uh, Yale Medical School. Yeah. Otherwise, there are medical schools that are competent all over the place. You can, um, if you have ordinary intelligence, as I do, and you love learning and you want to be of value in the lives of others, almost any college will do. If a college is accredited, they're accredited by people who make sure that they're okay. They teach the right things. They teach the right things well. They have the records. They have the graduates. That The accreditation process is important. Almost any college will do, including Barber College. Uh, one of the lackings in Barber College is they don't have avid sports programs. <laughs> okay, here are my simple guidelines for choosing a college, and there are three of them. Pick a college that teaches the subjects that you want to know more about, something that interests you. To get a degree, you'll have to take a bunch of other stuff, too. If you need a class, take the class. It doesn't matter if it's offered early in the morning or at night. If the teacher is boring or strict or both, you can't understand uh, the reason you need it, maybe. Take it anyway, because it's required for the degree that you're seeking. If the instructor is insulting, I've had insulting instructors, and makes you wear a pointy hat and face the corner, you, you do what you have to do to get through the class. It's a common axiom, cliche in colleges. If you need the class, take the class. Somebody has decided it's important. It's not up to us to decide it isn't, although it probably isn't, if that's what you think. At the same time, you want to take classes that hold your attention, and you want to study more about and learn more about. Second, pick a college located in the kind of weather you like. That was big for me. It was big. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, well, I didn't go to Texas Tech because of the weather. I went to Texas Tech because it was right down the street. And that was important, and I could live at home and save money. I decided later I wanted to live in the dorm on the Texas Tech campus, and I did. I did. My parents somehow worked it out, and I lived in the dorm, and that experience was good because I was interacting with other college people uh, in the dorm. I was asked also at the same time to... Pledge of Fraternity. Now, I'm working full-time. I'm going to school full-time. I'm trying to have some sort of a social life. And for reasons that I don't understand now, but has have been a part of my life uh, ever since I was 17, guys have come to me and asked me questions about life. 
Uh, when I was 17, I was wise enough to know I wasn't wise enough to know what to tell them. But this has always been a phenomenon in my life. It happens up to today. I was too busy to be in a fraternity on top of that. So I depledged the uh, fraternity. But it's up to individual people what you want to do. The schooling and the education are two separate things. Mm -hmm. Keep that in mind. All right. What kind of weather do you like? That's as good a criterion as any, I think, to pick a college. Number three, pick one where you can play the kind of game you like to play. Baseball. Sports. <laughs> baseball. Sports are important for physical well-being and keeping your sanity during the valueless and burdensome assignments that some professors uh, require. And sports will help you with quick thinking and social skills. So there are my thoughts on how you pick a college. Somebody asked me, what college should I go to? And what kind of weather do you like? And that's it. That's it. With exceptions, sometimes. Yes, I think there's more of the, dis the discussion between the school and an education. And so that's something that I would like to dive deeper on because some of the students, all students, people in general, kind of miscategorize that school and education are the same. And so maybe in a future podcast, I would love to dive deeper into what that means Let's do and, it. and what, wh how to be an autodidact. What does that mean? How do we break that down? I'm surprised all these great you know that things. word. I'm not surprised you know that word. <laughs> all these great both. things that we both value and want to cherish and spread to our listeners. So um, that is it for our college show for today. We have more to talk about here in the future. Thank you all for listening. We hope you took our words and make your best decision as the applications come in, as you send those applications out, or as family members are making that decision, you can share this with them or present them with some wise words yourself. Jim, thank you for your insight. Much My appreciated. Pleasure. And oh, listeners, it, thank you. Get a for moment. Uh, tell them about the uh, email address yes, for and us. Listeners, thank you so much for your your listening ear. You're, hear, you're hearing us here and we just love that you're um, taking in our show. Please reach out with us for your questions at brewingwithjim at gmail.com. We'd Good. love to hear from you. We get questions in all the time, and we're continuing to add to our database of questions that we're going to address here on the show. So thank you all for, for listening with us today. Thanks, Grady. Topics covered and answers offered in Brewing with Jim mine the wisdom attained from a life of pastoral ministry and care. They do not constitute professional or clinical training or expertise in the areas of counseling or mental health. CVCS and its podcast network want to provide a platform for the discipleship of our community. Brewing with Jim is our attempt to foster that environment in a format that is accessible and open for all to partake in. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed are the speaker's own and may or may not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of Capistrano Valley Christian Schools or its faculty. The material and information presented here are for general information purposes only. This episode has been a production of the Capistrano Valley Christian Schools Podcast Network. Capistrano Valley Christian Schools is a Christian JK-12 school in San Juan Capistrano, California. 
be sure to check out, subscribe to, and leave a review of this show and the other shows on our network on your podcast player of choice. Doing so supports the school community in a multitude of ways. For more information about the CVCS Podcast Network or any of our other shows, check out cvcs.org or email podcasts at cvcs.org. On behalf of the whole network, this is Mr. Jasper saying thank you again for listening and stay tuned for more.